What's up, everyone? We're back. We got Alexander, Faison, and look at us, mm-hmm. your favorite college football analysts. And we got an interesting conference for you all this time. And I've been teasing Faison a little bit about it because <laughs> I think one certain team, maybe App State, maybe over Coastal, but we have a little controversy. But you know what? Slide, we're always about, yeah, we're always about controversy. We never like the easy road. We never like what the public thinks. We're always <laughs> trying to be our own sharp version of Vegas. And, you know, we're, we're going to be the real pro tipsters. But I love this conference. And honestly, bro, just looking at all these small conferences, like Conference USA, Sunbell, Mountain West, like I actually love to get into them. Because, like, every year you have multiple these conferences that go very much under the radar but still become very solid pros. Yeah, for year. sure. For from sure. like all these conferences, CUSA, Sunbelt, Mountain West, you know, MAC, which we'll get into later, obviously. But every conference, like it could be DBs, running backs. But I love how right now more and more guys are getting drafted from these conferences and, and our studs. Sam, and not only just these small conferences, but just also FCS, you know, the I'm not going to say the playing field is level and the talent, you know, is, yeah. is even. But, you know, there's some talent going through some of these smaller programs. And some guys that were late bloomers that are being developed. And some guys who were just like, fuck it, I'm going to work hard. Excuse my language. I'm going to work hard. And, you know, they get to that point and, you know, they translate very well. Um, yeah. You know, coming from a smaller program where things are done, you know, not as tailored to them and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm also glad to see just some of these small guys or it's not small guys with small time guys, you know, mm-hmm. on success at the next level, even though, you know, Technically, they're not supposed to because of where they come from. Right. No, and that that just goes to show that science and conditioning, right, and training, and also just having good coaches right now using analytics and all these new tools that we can now use. It's like 10 years ago, would you really be talking about, like, I mean, App State was obviously deep FCS, but would you even talk about, like, a UTEP, UTSA, like, Coastal? Like, oh, Louisiana Lafayette, they're solid. They, they, They sent a couple guys to the pros. Like, you'd never be talking about them 10 years ago. Like, you'd be like, oh, okay, it's automatically, oh, Kansas is going to thrash them. Yeah, no, exactly. These guys actually beat 
the bad power five teams. And I love exactly. that. Yeah. Just not Clemson. And, you know, also not to, not to take away from the players, but I think that also has a, you know, a great deal to do with coaching. A lot mm-hmm. of these coaches mm-hmm. are, you know, you have some talented coaches, go to some of these small schools and build them up and bring them yeah. up. And it's still, you know, like it's instill this culture within some of these programs. And, and you know, it, it definitely shows because you can have all the talent in the world on your team, but if they don't have a great leader in their head coach, they don't have great, you know, guys teaching them in their position coaches, like it, it can all be for nothing. So, you know, not to take away mm-hmm. from the players, but right. You know, there's some talented co- coaches out there too going to some of these smaller schools or developing themselves at these smaller schools. And that shows as well. Like, didn't we see this in, like, we have a couple guys, like you had Michigan DB coach who's a coach there, right? You had right. Alabama's the running back. Running back He's coach, a head yeah. coach there. So, like, exactly. those are some, like, power guys that, no, like, they're not just waiting to take over Saban's role. They want to do their own thing. And, exactly. and I think that that's a great point that you bring up. But you know what? We've been having enough little preview talk with somebody. Let's, let's get into it. I'm excited mm-hmm. about this. Yeah, man, today's my turn. Alex, you know, previous episode, you covered Conference USA. You did the East Ooh. and the West. Ooh. So now it's my turn. And well, let's see. We're starting with the Sunbelt. Yep, Sunbelt East. So this episode is going to be Sunbelt East. Um, as always, you know, we mentioned this in, in the beginning of most episodes, but you know, if for some reason you don't want to listen to us again, check, you know, go to our description, check out our website, look at the articles. They'll all be there written. You can skim through. You can do whatever you want. Yes, with sir. It. Yes, sir. Um, and I'm sorry. Just don't I comment to... saying that we're making a hell of mistakes. We don't really care about the mistakes we make in our articles. Just read it and have we fun don't. with it. <laughs> and you know what? I feel like every time we mention this, I need to apologize to my composition teacher at Fordham, Eve Keller. I think we should do hashtag sorry, Eve Keller. Make this, <laughs> make this a whole thing for everything. I don't even know if she has Twitter. But she's she's probably rolling over knowing that we're writing all this stuff. But <laughs> yes, we have multiple methods. You know, we, we're also posting some stuff on Twitter, you know, like throughout the season of all these teams. So it's not like we're posting it preseason. You're never going to hear about these teams again. No, like I'm actually going to we're going to actually track these players. We're going to see who is surprised because we have the rosters. We have the depth charts. You have all of that here. It's not like have disappearing into the air. So we're obviously going to update it throughout the season. <laughs> yes, we are. ESPN, look out for us. All right, face. <laughs> Which one is your Yeah, so, you know, I'm just going to, you know, just go through this Sunbelt East and, you know, my projected ranking. So if you don't know, because this is a smaller conference, so you might not, you know, you guys out there, guys and ladies, you know, might not know anything about the Sunbelt. But the East, the Sunbelt as a whole consists of Coastal Carolina, App State, Georgia Southern, Troy, Georgia State, Louisiana, Texas State, Arkansas State, South Alabama, and University of Lafayette mode. Well, I love those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so I thought I'd butcher that well. But uh, yeah, so, you know, today we're covering the east side, and the east side consists of Coastal Carolina, App State, Georgia Southern, Troy, and Georgia State. So, in that order, honestly, it. yeah, let's let's just get into it. You know, my breakdown, and in my opinion, you know, just, you know, going through the Simba as a whole, the east side definitely has the advantage in terms of, you know, it's extremely tough. I'm not going to say it's even because they have probably two of the best teams in the conference as a whole. Maybe Louisiana can kind of on the on the west side can kind of mm-hmm. you know battle those guys. But just at this division within the conference as a whole is is pretty talented. It's pretty tough, um, and you have a couple of teams who come from FCS to FBS on this side that you know, shocking enough, have found a lot of success. You know, went Good to a lot them. of bowl games and. Yeah, so, you know, my preview, 
my projected rankings for this division is I got Coastal at the top. You guys, me being from South Carolina, everybody might think that's a little biased. I promise you it's not. I, I legitimately believe that Coastal Mr. is the Never best team. Bias. It's the best team on on this side of the Sun Belt and just in the Sun Belt as a whole. And then second, I have App State and Georgia State. I mean, not Georgia State, Georgia Southern, and then Troy, and then Georgia State at the bottom. Um, Ooh, you going Georgia State at the bottom? At the bottom. Yes, sir, Ooh. at the bottom. At the bottom. Sorry, sorry uh, damn, Faison. You just made us lose the Atlanta market right now. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Now we just lost all of Atlanta. Ugh, bro. Sorry, ATL. Anyway. I mean, ATL, you guys know you have a special place in my heart. My uh, family's in Georgia now. And I, I've been in ATL a couple times, and I love it there. So if that makes you guys feel better. Um, but, yeah, let's uh, get into these teams individually. Coastal. Good old Myrtle Beach. <laughs> The mullets, mullets. Yeah, exactly. The uh, the Chanteliers. So, honestly, wait before we begin to that. What is even? I know it's a bird, but what like a Chantelier? Like Alex, is it like Lee? a rooster? Yeah, it looks like a rooster kind of thing. Let me let, let me Google that. I'll, I'll get back to you about that. A Chantelier. Well, it's anyway. a rooster. So <laughs> let, let's see this. It's a comes from Chaucer's Canterbury Tales. A Chantelier is a proud and fierce rooster who dominates the barnyard. Oh, wow. He dominates the I mean, barnyard. South Carolina barnyard. Hashtag barnyard. <laughs> I bang with that. And you know what? I think that they're going to dominate this eastern side of the Sun Belt and the Sun Belt as a whole. You know, this is a team where, you know, when they first pulled up the FBS, they were a little down and out. They had a couple of bad years, but last year, you know, they went 11-0, and 0, Alex. They went 11-0. and 0. And their only loss was, unfortunately, they kind of pulled, you know, Tom Brady and the Patriots. Their only loss was their bowl game to Liberty. Which is um, funny because a side story, I, I, I bet Liberty that game, and I was so happy about that. Anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, you watch the game? It was day. insane. It was insane. Yeah, no, it, <sighs> it definitely was. And, you know, that team last year also beat a ranked Louisiana who's on the west side, and they also beat, a, at the time, an undefeated BYU Ooh. team. and Ooh. Number eight, too, right? Like, they're top yeah, ten. They, they yeah, were, they were up there. And this team, you know, after being down and out, and this is also surprising being that they did all this after going through the, quote-unquote, COVID season, things being head to, and, you know, they showed that they were the real deal. They weren't just beating up on the teams within their conference. They were actually beating legitimate competition. And this is a team where <clears throat> you're like, okay, well, Faison, why, why are you talking about last year? That's the last year we're talking about this year. But this is a team that brings back 19 of those starters, 19 of those guys, nine on offense and 10 on defense. Call comeback, honestly, which is amazing because all those guys who went through that 11 and 0 regular season mm-hmm. record have, <clears throat> excuse me, have something to build on. That's clutch. And is 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 so clutch. And honestly, out of the the what two starters that that, that that they lost, one of them being their star running back, which, eh, I mean, I don't know. It, it it definitely hurts, but with a quarterback like the one that, that they have, you know, returning, who's poised to have another big year, I, I mean, I think that this past game is going to be, you know, good enough to carry. And they returned some, some like solid guys in that backfield with playmaking capability. So, I, I mean, even though they lose their, their stuff back there, I think that they have more than enough talent to cover them there. Um, 
And just real quick, talking about that quarterback, though, I just was looking at his stats. When you say he was great, like, he actually was really great. He was like, amazing, he, bro. He, he threw for 26 touchdowns, three picks, completed almost 70% of his passes. That's bro, insane. I'm and that was against, you. like, decent competition, too. Like, yes. you said two ranked teams. So, yes. Wow. Yes. So, you know, this he's a guy that we're going to build on this year. They bring back four of their top five wide receivers. They only lost one guy out of that group. So mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, if they can stay the flow, if they can stay consistent offensively, I feel like this team, I feel like the sky's the limit. I, honestly, I feel like there's no limit. I feel like this is an offense that can honestly dominate the Sumbo. Um, and then we, you know, flip the switch. We're going to the defensive side of things. And they have a DB group that honestly, Alex, they killed it last year. So you're saying they, I wouldn't be able to start for them, right? Nah, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, Maybe man. in a couple of years when these guys okay, graduate. Okay. <laughs> when I'll be these... 30. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, these guys, uh, and you know, nationally, they were ranked 27, Alex, nationally, which is pretty amazing wow. considering when you, whenever you think wow. about, whenever you think about the Big Ten teams, the Big 12 teams, the Pac-12 teams, the SEC teams, like, excuse me, all of these big schools and these guys were in the mix of all of that. And that group last year, all of those guys come back. All of them come back. And you know what? If that wasn't enough, they also add two transfers, one from Vandy, an SEC school, and another guy from ODU, which, you know, we talked about in your previous video. Oh, ODU. Oh, boy. Uh, so, uh, I don't know. But he's probably good, though. He's probably uh, good. So, you know, no bashing on that guy's individual. Sorry, guys. Just that we were kind of school. You know, crapping we just on did your a team. preview of them, and they were crapping on your team in the previous episode. Sorry. So. so we we just no lost you, Virginia bro. Beach, Norfolk Market too. <laughs> we need to gain a market like Conway. We, oh, I guess we, we need got Myrtle Conway. Beach. Yeah, we got we got we got Conway. Okay, we got okay. Myrtle. All right, all right. We got right. the whole sub cack on the back. So, uh, <laughs> and then in terms of linebackers, you know, this is a unit that also returns all of their major contributors. Um, and honestly, I see no reason for them to be just as strong or even better as they were last year. You know, they're more experienced overall. They got that season under their belt and they're hungry. You know, th- this is a team where if they went undefeated and won the bowl game, I can kind of maybe see them being complacent. But this is a team that did all that during the regular season and lost the most important game of the season. So like they're, they're motivated. They're, yeah, they're motivated. They're going to come back hungry. They're, they're going to want to do it again and not just do it again regular season. They want to finish the whole thing. So, you know, this is a team that I can already tell that's going to be extremely motivated and, and just hungry. And then in terms of Dean Lyman, you know, they lost their top guy, but they added Georgia Tech transfer, which is honestly huge for them. Um, so I don't know. When, when, it, when it comes to Coastal, like I said before, Alex, I'm being unbiased when I when I you know made this prediction. But honestly, can't I just don't see any reason for them not to finish, you know, the top. And App State is App State, and I'm about to get into them right now. But I just just I have one question: What do you think of their O line though? Because you you're saying about running backs, but I, I was just looking through their notes, and it looks like they have one of the top O lines in the country. What, what do you think about that? Honestly, Alex, I'm so glad I'm not glad. I'm so glad that you said that because how could I forget? the most important unit on You're that an offense. offensive guy, too. Come on. How can I forget the most important unit on that offense? And it's the big guys up front. And, you know, I feel like crap because I'm always the one that's saying 
the O line don't doesn't get enough credit. They do all this, and, and you, you know didn't what? Get I didn't get yourself. I didn't wow, get okay. enough credit. So you know, I suck. But like you said before, this is an O line that should be one of the better O lines within the Sun Belt. They return they return all five starters, and they also add a transfer from NC State. So it's just there's going to be some competition out there. Those guys are going to get better experience, like I said, for all the other position groups because they have literally everybody coming back. They're going to be hungry as well. So we'll see. We'll see. I definitely going to have my eyes on Coastal this year. I, I want to see how everything mm-hmm. plays out. The interesting thing: October 20th, they play App State. Both teams are coming off a bye. Right. Which is and, and it's at it's at App State. That's going to be honestly both teams off a bye. Game of the year. And that that's a Wednesday night. Yes, Wednesday night. <laughs> yes, Wednesday night. We can that break up the week. But I'm looking at the their schedule real quick. They should be able to beat Kansas. They'll beat UMass, Buffalo, Citadel. Uh, they, if they beat App State, they could, they'll could. they probably go undefeated and be a top 10 team again. You think so? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, but there's always like an upset special, but I, I, I mean... I don't know. I need to hear about the rest of these teams before I can say who's going to be an upset. Maybe App State, but I guess that's our next team. Exactly. I love App State, man. I, 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 know, I love I know, them. I know. I know. You're, you're and so... they, beat, they beat South Carolina. Like they, They're good, man. They're really good. I know. I know. We're about to get into App State right now because I, I, you're itching. I feel like whatever I say, you're going to be ready to counter the hell out of it. I'm just going to be like, damn. Uh, give me one second. Choose Alex. wisely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But also, you know, I'm just while you, while you have a second, I'm looking at the App State schedule, right? Second game of the season, they play Miami, the U. I called U- UT- UTSA to cover against Illinois. Do you think App State can cover or beat the U? Honestly, yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. So, wow, do we think they can beat the U? Wow. We're For calling sure. this. We're, yeah. called, we're going bold, people. If not, if not B, you know, I definitely got covered. But, you know, let's let's stop the hype. Let's just get into this team because yep. I can already tell you're super excited. App State, App State, App State, App State. I have them second. And <sighs> <laughs> I have them second because Coastal coming off a hot year. They're hungry, like I said before. At, but App State, honestly, it's a very close second. It's almost like a 1A, 1B. Like, I want to, I wanna, you know, play safe and say, it could be either either of these two teams, but I was like, no, I'm going to have some balls. I'm going to just pick one and then go. And I picked right. Coastal. So App State, they're a program just in general, great, great, like, success, you know, in their transition to the FBS. Six bowls in six years. They've been honestly killing it, Alex, since they moved And they've up. won, like, and every won. bowl. Yes. <laughs> they've been – they've literally been killing it. They returned 17 starters, seven on offense, 10 on defense. You know, Coach Sean Clark, he's in his second year. And, you know, I kind of look at this team last year and it was a, it was a head coach's first year. It was a COVID season and they had a down year. And don't you know, don't get me wrong. When I say that apps, they had a down year. They're down. Uh, excuse nine and three. you. It's it was nine, nine and three. three and nine they still and won their bowl by 30 points. So exactly. So <laughs> it wasn't really a down year. But, you know, I also expect this team to, you know, second year within their, you know, having their new head coach. He like. This team, honestly, should is going to be is going to be really close between them and Coastal. That's all I'm saying. It's going to be really yeah, yeah. close. You know, they lost their star quarterback, but 
And that's, you know, that's one of the reasons why I was leaning more toward, towards Coastal. They're also star quarterback, but they also, they got a guy who's a Clemson transfer. And Ooh, just a, know, mo- a moment of appreciation. This guy Chase Bryce. When, 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 when Trevor, Trevor Lawrence got hurt, he had his concussion against Syracuse, fourth quarter, he led the comeback. He led us to an undefeated season. He helped that. He helped us get to the championship. <laughs> if it wasn't for him, we would have lost to Syracuse and never have even won. So, Thank you, Chase Bryce. I don't know what your career is like, but we'll always love you from Clemson. <laughs> and, you know, not only do they – I mean, they, they had Chase Bryce, but they still lost their star quarterback. But not only do they lose that, you know, they had the Sun Belt Conference Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year. Oh, wow. <laughs> and they're both going. They're both uh, going. I so, you know, they lost a lot. They had a down year last year. It's their second year. I expect them to be great, but I just can't give them the advantage over Coastal. But like like we mentioned before, that that game versus you know Coastal, it's a home game for them. It's going to be a, a revenge game because even though they were nine and three, they were still in position to win their conference. But they oh. lost to Coastal late last year, so oh. you know, that that is going to be a game at home for sure, for mm-hmm. sure. So you but know, I have a question for you. How is their running back though? Because you said they lost the QB, right? so that's bad. You mentioned they still have good wide receiver like how is their running back group okay like do they have something to lean on an offense or are they completely from scratch no 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 they're not completely from scratch you know the running back room in my opinion it's a it's a pretty talented room they bring their guys back it's already a deep unit and they add a you know a notre dame transfer so there's plenty of talent in that <laughs> oh wow room. I, yeah i think that they're going to be solid in terms of just running and then you know the same with white white house they return the entire unit they're healthy they're intact and they also add a VTech transfer there. So, I mean, that would be, a, you know, a nice joke for them. The quarterback has weapons, also has a solid O-line. So, offensively, I think that if Chase Bryce gets it together, you know, it would be a tough battle between them and Coastal. Offensively, you know, what team is going to have the advantage? Go ahead. I, also, I also think the running back can be drafted. I, I think he's. I have him top twenty for the NFL draft. He really? had a fa- he had eleven. He had one thousand one hundred yard season. I think he's going to get drafted sixth or seventh round. So that that's another interesting dynamic. Alex with the NFL takes. Let's go. <laughs> well, so he, he he he's a he he got one thousand one hundred yards as a freshman. Yeah, no, that I mean that's that's extremely impressive as a freshman. Coming mm-hmm. in and putting up anything north of 700 is, a, you know, is a great season. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. But, you know, I don't want to, you know, we we know that these top two teams are good. I don't want to, you know, go into them too much. So let's go to some of these more interesting teams towards the bottom of this division. Let's, you know, dive a little bit into Georgia Southern, who I have going third. And this Georgia Southern team. It's, a, it's another team where I'm just looking at them. I'm just like eight and five last year, and they're poised to have a pretty decent year. Um, they have 16 starters coming back, eight on offense, eight on defense, and, and you know I wasn't just looking at them last year. I was just looking at them as a whole with their head coach Chad, Chad Lunsford, and you know had, Georgia Georgia Southern had a bit of a rough start bit of a rough start, but I'm looking at them the last three years and they've trended upwards, you know, in the right direction. They've had winning seasons 
the last three years. So I think that now we can say that this is a program that's developing that, you know, culture of winning, something that we always mention with, with, with some of these teams that are just, you know, historically good or recently or recently historically good. Um, and, you know, looking at them for this year, I see that they have three teams that finished, you know, within the top 25 last year on their schedule. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a tough schedule. They have the talent, they have the potential to be good, but I just think that how tough their schedule is, is going to, yeah. it could, it could either make this season very special for them or it can make this season, like, you know, like, damn, they this should have been better they, than They go to Arkansas. That's tough. They yeah. go to Arkansas. And if you know, if you listen to our CUSA, they go to FAU, no slouch. Mm-hmm. They play BYU. They play yeah. Coastal. That, 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 that could theoretically, oh, absolutely. Louisiana. That, so just from there, I could see four. I wouldn't be surprised if they're four losses. And, but I will, they may upset one of them. I don't know who yet, but I wouldn't and, be surprised four losses. Yeah, you know, those four losses, you have those four L's on top of, you know, you can't slip out the rest of the way. You can't have one of these teams that you should beat and then not beat, you know. And this is a team that also, they lost their four-year start at quarterback. There's a big question mark there, you know. They added a Georgia Tech transfer, which is kind of huge for them since they run an option. But and, oh, they you know, do. It, yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay, so so mm-hmm. quarterback is not as huge for them. Like they're more of a running. Oh, I was mean, it, didn't the Niners have huge. a guy from there? Was it the Niners didn't they have a running back from Georgia Southern, Breida or something. I, I didn't Breida. know he was from Georgia Southern, but yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, with with the option, I mean, I wouldn't say the quarterback isn't as isn't as as important. You know, he's still making decisions, reads within the option. He's not just handing it to the quarter. I mean, to the running back or the fullback or wing back, you know, whichever. There's still a lot of decisions to made. It's still a very important position within the offense. Um, but, yeah, there's a huge question mark there. You know, it's a it's a very deep running back room. They returned three of the five running backs from last year. And as a team that runs the option, you know, they're not just using one guy. They're not just using two guys. They're using a bunch of those guys within that room. They added a two-lane transfer there, so it should be a pretty dependable, talented, you know, duo of guys back there to help with this option run, to help, you know, whatever quarterback they have starting may lack. Um, and in terms of, you know, weapons for this quarterback, they have a tight end who's been stepping up. He's been a serious threat in the pass game for when they do pass. And they added, you know, a Juco wide receiver that has great size, 6'3 guy. Um, they don't pass the ball much. There's not much to note there, but you know, they are trying to improve there. They, Olan wise, this is, this Olan honestly might be one of the best Olans within the Sun Belt as well. Um, they, they return six guys. And it's just like, I'm looking at this team. I'm looking at the Olan last year. You know, there were some issues there. Two years ago, actually, there were some issues there. Um, and they addressed those issues. You know, it was kind of hard for them to pass the ball when they did pass because they gave up a lot of sacks two years ago. The online addressed that. Those guys cut down the sacks. And, you know, they're looking to build on that and, and continue building on that. If I'm not mistaken, I think they give them, even though they don't pass the ball as much as these other teams within the Sun Belt, they gave up the least amount of sacks. So we'll see how that plays out. They lose their star D lineman as well. Um, they have some solid guys returning, a lot of solid depth there. You know, last mm-hmm. season, those guys that are coming up from last season who, you know, were coming off the bench and were leaving, you know, they're looking to improve. Um, but 
I think that the biggest loss that, that they have within this team, other than their quarterback, is their linebackers. They lose their top two tacklers. Oof. Uh, yeah, Oof. which is which is, and, which is rough. And, and you see them, like, with App State, right, and Coastal. All these teams have good running backs. Like, this, yeah. is a, this is a conference. Like, Louisiana, they had two guys get drafted recently in the last eight years in the NFL. This is a running back-dominated conference. Exactly. Linebackers, like, all right, good luck with the run. Exactly. So, you know, they have some guys with some playing experience coming back. Um, but the thing is, you just, you just don't know how they how, how they perform, you know, being the guy. So, the, you know, that's a question mark. They also have an Oregon transfer, UNC transfer, Florida State transfer. So there's going to be a lot of competition there. There's some talent in that room. So we'll see if they're able to fill the void. And, you know, yes, there's a lot of talent in the room because they have those transfers. But just because you're a transfer coming from a big school doesn't mean that you'll, you know, pan out and be right, right. a stud. So we'll see how that, you know, goes out. And their DB group, they return a ton of guys with a bunch of experience. They made a big jump last year, and they were, you know, dependable playmakers. And they looked to make another jump this year. If I'm not mistaken, I think they only lose two safeties. So this is a team that if their linebacker, you know, group could get it together, they're definitely going to be leaning on their defense more so than their offense. Um mm-hmm. And if they're able to, you know, sneak out a couple of these wins from these tough opponents that they have on their schedule, they could be a close second as well. I mean, not close second, but they could – between second and third, I think that they have the talent to really compete with Georgia Southern and – I mean, not Georgia Southern. I'm talking about Georgia Southern. They compete with App State and Coastal. Um, Like, I don't really know how to explain it. It's just like one of those teams where it's just like they could lose to a bum team, but they can also beat – an amazing team. So it's just like they're in that in-between right now, and we'll mm-hmm. just see. That, that's ballsy putting them in third, though. I'm curious to see how that pans out. <laughs> that's ballsy. Like, that's that's who we are. Like, you talk about all they lose and put them in third, and th- I like that. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I know, we, I know, we, I know. We're crazy. I, mean, I, just, I just see the talent that they have coming in. I see the potential. That's fair. Yeah, I, yeah, see, I see how they improved last year. And they're also a team that run an option. Like anybody who watches, you know, football consistently or have played, you know that those teams that run the options, they might not be the most talented. They might not be the biggest. They might not be the strongest. But because they have the ball for so long and they're wearing down the opponent's mm-hmm. defense, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they're never really out of those games. So That's a good point. That's a good point. And now on to the next. And I have in fourth place, Troy. The oh, I like Troy. Troy, it's Alabama. Like, it, it, the funny thing is, real quick before we get into Troy, seemed to be that trailblazer team that upset a lot of the big guys, you For know, sure. from the Sun Belt. Like For they sure. also came up from FCS. I remember in 2016, they almost beat number two Clemson. I was going right? to say that. I was honestly going to say that. I was watching that game, and I remember thinking, like, wow. You were watching I mean, it, really? Yeah, I was watching that game, and they were giving so many references to. Uh, Oh, he's a Hall of Famer. He graduated from Troy. DeMarcus Ware, if I'm not mistaken. He, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he graduated from Troy. They were giving, they were honestly talking about him so much. And I was just watching the game. And I was like, wow, this Troy team actually and looks amazing. They're they going beat LSU also. I didn't know that they beat LSU that year. The next year. The, oh, next, the next year, year they beat LSU. That's and, amazing. And, and then it looks like they, they, they only lost to Coastal by three last year. Yeah, and, you know, I'm going to get into that. This is a team where, you know, 
last year they were five and six. And you could say COVID season, you could say whatever. But I'm looking at, you know, the scores of some of their games that they lost, and they were some of these close games. So, I mean, they returned 18 starters, eight on offense, 10 on defense. And they were weak on defense last year. But, you know, with what they're adding, I can see that kind of like how Clemson, whenever they just got smacked by West Virginia because they couldn't stop them. You could tell that, you know, this Troy team really put a focal point to improve their defense this season. You know, they lost a starter within their DB group. They added an NC State transfer. They added a transfer from Austin PA. You know, they – like their linebacking crew, they only lost one backup. But regardless, they added a Michi- uh, Michigan State transfer. Mm-hmm. Um, and this this linebacking unit is, is a unit that, you know, should – they have no reason not to be able to like lead this defense and the D line, they return all of their D linemen. They have a Florida state D tackle transfer Ooh. and they should be, they honestly should be in better shape than they were last year with, with all these guys coming back on defense along with the transfers, you know, you, you have the experience. They went through this bad season, but you know, they have that season regardless under their belt of playing experience. So I would like to see how this defense play, you know, plays out with them really emphasizing and proving it in that area in terms I, I, of, I'll oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, just I love your point about defense. You're such an astute analyst. Because I, I was just thinking about this, right? So they had DeMarcus Ware. You know who else they have in the NFL? Mario Addison. He came oh, from uh, Troy. And then they have another guy, Steve McClendon, who's like a nice uh, first teamer with the Steelers. So they seem to, if they get a guy in the NFL, it seems to be defense guy. So right. it looks like you're, it's inherent in their DNA. So yeah, I, I, what an astute analyst Mr. Odom is. I appreciate that. Uh, when it comes to their offense, you know, they were pl- they return every player that started on their own line. Um, and, you know, Chip Lindsey, their, their head coach, is his third year there. And, you know, it, it's looking like this O-line might be the best O-line he has in this short tenure there. So, you know, hopefully they can hold it down for the, for the offense because, you know, they – we'll see. <laughs> I'll just get in that. I'm just going to get into it. You know, they – Two out of there was top six guys at, at wide out return. Um, weapons is looking kind of slim. A, a lot of the young guys and backups from last year are really going to have to step up. And, you know, for this for this wide out group, I mean, it's a must for them. They add a pair of Juco transfers. But, you know, like I said before, with transfers, you never know how they pan out. It's going to be a lot of competition there. So a lot of opportunity, you know, for that position because it's, 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 it's wide open for them. So hopefully that competition makes those guys better which in turn is make whoever's a starter better. So we'll see, in, you know, when it comes to that. In terms of, you know, the running back room, this is probably – this is not probably – yeah, this is probably like the one of the more talented running back committees in the Sunbelt Conference. You know, they have a nice mix of veteran leadership with a youthful punch. Um, and this, this running back group is really going to have to carry this offense um, – with the lack of experience at wide, wide out and with the lack of experience at quarterback, they're going to really lean on this run game. And in terms of quarterbacks, you know, they have two guys that have some starting experience, you know, one guy started off hot, got injured, you know, was out for a couple of games. And then the, the other guy started and it was kind of shaky ever since then, but there's going to be some competition there. So, and there's some depth there, but there's not, you know, I don't see a stud there. So 
you know, they're really going to be dependent on this uh, running back room. Gotcha. But, but yeah, and that makes you know, sense because, like, they're a grinded out kind of team, right? I don't ever remember exactly. seeing them air it out. Exactly. And, you know, like we spoke about before, this is a team that has some really close losses last year. So hopefully they can get over the hump and turn those close losses into dubs. And on to the last team of the division, Sumbo East. Ooh. My good old ATL shawties. Oh, I can't believe this. We just lost <laughs> the biggest market in the Southeast because of you right now. <laughs> Seriously. Georgia State. <laughs> Wait, what's the – Drake has some Georgia State line, but – Oh, no, no, no. We're not going to mush them even more. No, 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 no. <sighs> we, we, we already mushed them enough. But I say they're last. So let's not mush them even more. I'm curious to hear your insight, though. <laughs> okay, so this team, and I'm going to give you my insight. And you're going to be like, Faze, you're making no sense. But I promise you there's a method to my, to my, <laughs> to my madness. You sure? I promise. So I'm going to start off like this. This team is coming off of back-to-back winning seasons. And this is poised to be the best team under head coach Sean Elias, fifth year team. <laughs> hey, do you have the, you're not making yourself look good by saying, "Oh, it's his best team," and they have a winning history. I Great. wouldn't really say I wouldn't really say it's a winning <laughs> history. I mean, granted, last year they were six and four; they were barely over five hundred. So, but you know, they, nonetheless, it's a winning they've season. Made, they've made five bowls in the last six years. Yeah, yeah, but. I get into it. They were right. <laughs> they returned 19 starters, 11 on offense, eight on defense. Everybody on offense coming back. All line, wide receivers, running back, quarterback, everybody here. But and this is this is you know where I'm like I just don't see it. You know, even though this might be Elliott's best team within you know his time head coaching there, this team has one of the tougher non-conference schedules within the teams in this, you know, division. They have Army, they have UNC, and they have Auburn. And, you know, that's out of conference. They still have to play Coastal. They play Louisiana. So they have an extremely tough schedule, an extremely tough schedule. And this isn't like a team that showed a lot of promise the previous year to be like, oh, I think that they can handle this tough schedule. Um, and it's just like tough non-conference. Their division is a tougher of the two divisions within the Sun Belt. It, it's just not looking good for them. But let's just get into these positions. Let's get into these individual guys. I have guys. a question for you. Do yeah. you think they're capable of beating Army, though, if, they're, if, if they have a really good team? And I'm looking at this right now. Army is worse than Louisiana. Last year, they lost Louisiana by three when they were ranked 19 in the country. Right. Like, do you think Army is worse than number 19 in the country? And if so, do you think Georgia State can beat them? It's tough because, you know, like I said before with Georgia and Southern, you know, the Army team runs a triple option team. And it's just like, whoa, excuse me, I think it goes. And it's wow. just like, you know, it's just one of those situations where, honestly, anything can happen. Army, they could just, you know, trample over Army, or Army can really just exhaust them and trample over them. And that's the first game of the season. So it's not like they have a couple of games under their belt. They're used to everything. Like, their first game of the season is going, is going against a triple option, and that's extremely tough. That's extremely tough. So in terms of Army, 
I don't know. For me, it's a it's a toss up. Gotcha. All right, I'm I'm just thinking like obviously they're not going to beat Auburn or North Carolina, right? Yeah. I mean, if they do, then I'm really, really gonna be calling if they you do, out. Yeah, if they do, I gotta quit. I can I can no longer do the college preview stuff. That's gonna be all you. I'm gonna I, do like NBA or something like that. <laughs> well, okay. Well, anyway, like maybe <laughs> they'll be competitive. Like, but 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 for them, I have a question though, because I want to be devil's advocate. I want to push you here. But let's say they're competitive against these teams. Obviously, those teams are better than Coastal, Louisiana, and App State. Right. If right. they're competitive against it, wouldn't that be a good stepping stone or a setting for going into their conference schedule, though, against App I agree. State? Like, like uh, it's, yeah. it's interesting because it could go that way, too. And I'm just being a devil's advocate, just to be contrary. So, no, I mean, 100 percent. I mean, they return everybody back is with, with that experience is definitely possible. They go into these games, they're competitive. And, you know, that gives them some more momentum, you know, playing these in conference games. Um, so. I mean, do I think that they will? No. But if they do, does it help? I mean, of course. I mean, they're a, a low-tier 6-4 and four previous year team that, you know, is, is keeping up with the ACC team. And, like, like yeah, I, I, I definitely think that that would give them so, some momentum. But just, you know, going into their offense, they return top of their eight contributors at wide receiver. It's a it's, it's a great group. I was just going through the depth chart, looking at you know some of the guys, and they have a great combination of size, a great combination of uh, speed, apparently. And you know this wideout unit shouldn't be an issue for this team. They, you know, the running back unit as well. The running back unit, honestly, extremely impressive. Extremely impressive. They're a top guy. You honestly. keep saying things are. I know. Then you have them at the bottom of the conference. Like, I, know, uh, I know. I know. You got to just trust me on this one. You guys just trust me on this one. But, <laughs> you know, they're running back. He's the number three career-wise. He's a, he's a number three rusher at Georgia State. And if he has a top year this year, he could, he can honestly be one all-time, you know, at Georgia State. <laughs> Their quarterback, you know, he's coming back as well. He was MVP of a bowl game. And they also added a transfer from Furman just to, you know, come in and compete with him. He's a younger guy, but just to come in and compete. Um and it just i don't know he was the mvp at a bowl game but the quarterback he was okay so you, you want some bold takes i'm gonna give you a bold take their top wide receiver sam Pickney, he's gonna get drafted you think so i think so i i, I have him top 35 wide receiver 34 i, I mean, think he, i think i think if he has a big year this year i mean he was a guy and he's, he's six coming four from, he's six four i'm not exactly sure if his the rest of his measurables in terms of like his speed, his agility, and those he things can of run nature. though and have a good year. Yeah, he'd have to have a pretty amazing year. Like I, he hasn't topped a thousand yards at all in his career at any point, and it's kind of hard to. Whenever you're coming from these smaller schools, it's kind of hard to make a case that you should be drafted if you're not dominating. You know. But but he had almost a thousand yard season last year as a redshirt freshman. Yeah. So again, uh, but to your point, like it's funny because this team can absolutely boom. Like it, it, it yeah. could be like it could make all of us look really silly if everything yeah, just. No. Yeah. Or. Um, or they're gonna oh, be go they're, or they're gonna just get completely beat up from the teams that you said, like Army, Auburn, and North Carolina, and just not have the energy for their conference season. Exactly. So, like, it, 
it's it's tricky. It's tricky, and like if it if it, I mean, honestly, if it wasn't for that, you know, non-conference schedule, I would definitely have them higher up. I would definitely have them higher up. You better, but it's just that their schedule is so tough, and you know, their non-conference is tough. Their conference games are tough because this conference is is, is a stronger. I mean, not this conference. This division within the conference is a, is a stronger of the two. They for them to have such a, a good team this year, they're really being tested. They're really being tested. And I'm not saying that they can't overcome these things. I'm just saying that they haven't shown enough last year mm-hmm. with with all the same guys to be like, okay, these guys can handle this type of test. You know. Gotcha. That um, makes sense, though. That makes sense. Yeah. I just like being contrary. I know you're contrary, no, so course, my take time. You're like, why didn't you put this team higher? <laughs> so I'm, I'm just trying to salvage our Atlanta market. But I think I, we did a good job of that. Yeah. But, and, you know, let's not forget the defense before we, we you know, move on. I, I kind of want to go over this, too, because this is, this, you know, I honestly think that this defense might be somewhat of a weak point for them. Um. Uh, even though they bring back, you know, they they bring back all of their starters on within their, you know, DB group. And I expect them to be a force. Um, and they also got three guys returning on the D-line and, you know, they should be a force. But I just think that this linebacking, not linebacker, this like linebacker unit is a is, is a high concern. And, you know, your, your linebackers are the heart of your defense. And they they lost big there. And despite, you know, losing big, and losing most of their guys, you know, they added a Wake Forest transfer, and they also had one of their quarterbacks move to linebacker. And apparently, and apparently, the head coach is pretty high on him at being linebacker. So I don't know. We'll Ooh. see. But you know, there's a lot of untested guys who are going to be leading that defense and being a leader in that defense and being in the heart of that defense. Mm-hmm, and I think mm-hmm. that you know that's a cause of concern with the with the pretty good D line. Maybe they you know they'll be okay. But I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, like I said before, this is my team that I have in last place of the division, even though their outlook sounds amazing. <laughs> but, but like, but the, the, the key is, it's like unlike like an old Dominion, right, or other teams that we said like they're gonna be bad because they have not a lot of talent, very little experience. This is a team that has a lot of talent. We're just worried about their schedule, exactly. Right? So they this is a, a pure schedule. numbers game, exactly. And it's just like you have a Georgian Southern team that you know. It's pretty even with them. You have a Coastal Carolina team on the schedule that's, you know, significantly better. You have an App State team that's significantly better. Auburn team, not even a question. North Carolina, not even a question. Army team, just a tough system to go against. And then to go to the other side of the division, they also have Louisiana on the schedule, which another tough team. That's a team that, you know, we'll get into this next episode. I have as being the top in the West division. So. Yeah, like, so that schedule is pretty tough. And most of their games, if I'm not mistaken, are also away. Uh, don't hold me to that. But I think that most of their games are away as well. So it's just, sheesh. I don't know. We'll see, bro. We'll see. We will see. But anyway, thanks for listening to this. Let us know your thoughts again. As we've shown, as he's on illustrated very eloquently and clearly, we definitely <laughs> don't, take, don't take the beaten path. You like to be crazy, but that's part of the fun. But anyway, this is this was a Sun Belt East, right? Sun Belt East, Sun Belt East. Yes, we're gonna get Next into Sun Belt Sun West. West, and I don't know, man. It sounds like it's gonna be a little bit of a Debbie Downer. How you've been talking about the East, but I, <laughs> just as a little preview, 
I low-key love Arkansas State. They're a really solid program, and they always funnel head coaches to Power 5 schools. So yeah. I'm interested to see what you say about them. And mm. let's, let's do it, you You're all. not going to like it. But, yeah, oh, guys. Whatever. You know, always, I, I'm used to that at this point. <laughs> as always, it was fun going over Sunbelt East. I hope you guys enjoyed our show. Tune in next time whenever we talk about the Sunbelt West. It's going to be fun as well. Those teams are not, not as exciting, but, you know, there's still some pretty solid teams over there. So give those guys a chance. Give them a chance. Give them a chance. So, yeah. We should you know. hang up before we lose our whole market because of our bad singing. All exactly. right, y'all. <laughs> All right, y'all. We'll see you soon.